Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the In Repose podcast with your host, Caitlin of Caitlin Curiosity. In Repose is a space for us to have intentional conversations around our businesses, our homes, products we use, people we love, and just life in general. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another intentional conversation, another another week. And full disclosure, this week has been really hard for me. It's been a difficult week that I have to acknowledge right off the bat because it definitely affects my energy and how I show up with my clients and my podcast. And I don't pre-record. I record in real time because that just feels best to me at this moment in time. It feels in integrity to me at this moment in time. And I do very little editing, honestly. Last week I had to do <laughs> last week I had to do quite a bit of editing because you could literally hear the snot just running down my face as I was sobbing about my story in raising our own food. And I so appreciate all of the beautiful conversations that came from that. So thank you so much. It really truly means so much when you after listening send me a message or a voice note and continue the conversation because that's my intention. You are in conversation with me. It is not just me speaking to a microphone. I did not just create this for you to listen to me teach and preach and sit on this hill and talk down to people. I am in conversation with you, in community with you. So every time you message me to continue the conversation, that is why I started this. So thank you so much. And I'm just continuing to invite you to do so because... That is the whole purpose of this space. This week has been hard. It's been a really hard week. We've had a heat wave here, a massive heat wave in the Pacific Northwest in ways and record-breaking temperatures that we've never experienced before. And I moved to Phoenix. Uh, Clearly, also, I want to say this is also such a physical manifestation of climate change and the, the, the harm that we're causing to our planet, right? I mean, we're seeing this in so many different states and countries of of, and again, I don't have the solution. It's always, my brain is going to, what is my part in this? How do I, how do I make daily choices to participate? Again, talking about last week in regenerative farming, how do we do this individually? How do we do this as a community? How do we do this globally? That's where my brain goes. And also just locally with, with our open grass, our dry grass, our wildfire season, lightning and dry storm. It's just all, it's all so layered and there's space for all of that here. And I'm not the expert in any of it, but it is important for me to acknowledge these things. And individually, so I've moved, I moved from Phoenix, Arizona two years ago. So 100 degree, 100 degree temperatures. We were our max this week in the eastern side of Oregon where I'm at was 106. And on the west side, it was 115 in Portland. And that's wild wild like the sidewalk was coming up and what's also important to note is is that businesses aren't equipped for this our homes aren't equipped for this because this is not normal these are not normal temperatures and this week so while I'm I am I am comfortable with 100 plus degree temperatures I mean Phoenix gets 110 115 easily up to 120 like that's that's our, that was, I mean, I was there for 29 years, so many of our summers, but the difference is that every home you live in, every business is equipped with air conditioning because that's the normal there. Here, that's not normal. So the cabin doesn't have air conditioning or, and the heating source that we have is the wood stove because they live in a remote cabin. And I think it's really important also for people to understand that when you're living more fully and in nature and more remotely, 
I mean, this is something that I really want to unpack at some point is that at least for me personally, and I know I've seen it and witnessed it in my partner, Daniel, is that you're much more sensitive to the environmental changes because you're so in nature. You're not, there's not light pollution. There's not noise pollution. There's not, and these are beautiful healing elements. And on the flip side, you're very sensitive to the environmental changes that happen. Like I get barometric uh, pressure headaches here that I've never experienced before. And winter and seasonal depression is much more rampant uh, being in the middle of nature. And the same thing that I've realized has gone for this heat wave where this is, this is the first time I've ever gotten physically sick from heat. And that mentally was really weird for me to process because my mind is like, yeah, but we came from Phoenix. Like we're like we're acclimated to the heat. Like this isn't a big deal. But without having an air conditioned source, you go from outside to inside with no relief, no change in temperature. I mean, there's a tiny slight change from the house to outside. And it's really hard. It's been really hard on my body. I've been physically really sick this week and doing the best that I can and showing up for my clients and my community. But I've had to rest a lot. I slept 11 hours last night. Because I've just been exhausted. And the only relief I can get is, and it feels like I have the flu. Like the only relief I've been able to get is getting in a freezing cold shower, getting my hair wet, not drying off, and then uh, going to sleep. (laughs) Honestly, that's it. My body is constantly trying to regulate this higher temperature. I've also had insane allergies this week. Like my eyes swelled shut two days. (laughs) Vlad got sprayed by a skunk last night, which if you've never encountered a skunk in person, the smell is so pungent. Without even being sprayed, the smell is so pungent. And luckily I was not there. Daniel, it was actually Daniel and Vlad were coming from the year up to the cabin because Daniel lives in a yurt. I live on the cabin on the same ranch. And as they were making their way up here, he was on the phone with me. Vlad went to go play with a creature. That creature ended up being a skunk and Vlad got sprayed. And actually, Ava and Nova got sprayed last summer because they tried to trap a skunk on on both. Like they came out, it was behind this wooden board and they took, one took each end and they got sprayed. It's honestly the, the best, it's honestly the best defense mechanism because the skunk comes out of it totally unharmed and the dogs are just learning the lesson the hard way, right? Like, but Vlad's been sprayed before, so you'd think upon smelling this smell, he would stay away, but he tried to play and engage because he's such a lover and instead got sprayed. So they didn't end up coming up. I was already in bed. It was nine o'clock at night and that was that was my, my 11, I was beginning my 11 hour slumber last night and I still feel like I could sleep more. And uh, my birthday is coming up this weekend. I'm going to be 31 and we're in cancer season. And all I want for it is to cool down a little bit, honestly, because generally my plans around my birthday are just eating really good food. That's the only goal I have in mind. I'm such a homebody. I'm such a hermit. I don't like parties. I don't want to go out and do things. I think we're going to go to the uh, one of the rivers here for a little bit of the day and then just chill and make food. And I'm still not drinking at this time. I think it's been like three months without drinking at all. And that's felt so good. It's felt so, so good. And I've just been, it's something that I absolutely want to share at some point in full. My previous relationship to alcohol, my current relationship to alcohol, it was a very unintentional break. I didn't really, I, I just wanted to explore because it wasn't making me feel good. That, that's the point I really want to make here is that 
I was witnessing that I was having digestive issues after drinking even just one drink. I One drink was my max, one beer. I, it wasn't making my stomach feel good. And that that's new for me. And so I was like, well, I wonder what it, if well, I probably should, not I probably should stop drinking. I said, I wanted to explore this because if it's not making me feel good, why would I continue to do it? That's how I view everything. That is one of the best ways we can tap into our intuition is if, how is this making me feel? And if it's not good and it's out of alignment, then what would it look like to explore something else? coffee, our meditations, our movement routine, anything that puts us in routine and ritual and kind of in the autopilot zone, it's really important to pause every so often and, and explore, well, how does this actually make me feel? And what is my relationship to this thing? And and also just learning more, so much of my health journey when I got into wellness, because I wasn't raised in a wellness background, I ate so much junk food and fast food and had eating disorders. So what really, what has really impacted my journey into wellness and health and fitness and making long lasting, long lasting rituals and what is it? Just daily routines, something that's integrated into my life instead of just, just short term, oh, I'm going to work out for this many weeks and instead doing it for years is when I learn more education and science behind the impact something has when it's more than just a surface level goal, right? And this, so it started with food when I learned about the chemicals in our food and the chemic, the sugars and the impact that was having on my body, it made it really easy. And then I found farming and it was like, I'm only, wow, I, it's whole foods. It's real. I watched it grow. I'm putting it into my body. I feel so great. And then it went beyond that because then we start to research. When I stopped farming for a bit, we start to research, well, what about the soil that my vegetables are grown in? Because there's so much that you don't know about the food that's in your grocery store. Even the healthiest of items that you think those veg, those organic vegetables, you're doing the best that you can do. They're actually grown in terrible soil that's destroying the earth, that's void of nutrients, which then the actual vegetable has little little nutrients. So this is why regenerative farming is so important to me. This is why supporting your local farmers is so important to me. There's just different layers. And this is taking it back to alcohol. This is what made it more long lasting is one, it doesn't make me feel good. And two, once I started to research and educate myself on the actual effects it has on my mental health and my hormones, and yes, it will create this short term, quote unquote, relief with stress or whatever you're allowing you to feel whatever you're not feeling is the point, right? We're trying to feel whatever we're not feeling, or maybe we're celebrating or alcohol is so normalized in our society. It's there for when we're stressed. It's there for when we celebrate. It's there for when we've had a hard day. It's there for when we're getting together with friends. It's there to be this like social lubricant, all of these things. For me, learning about the education and, and witnessing that it wasn't I could drink that one drink and maybe in the short term would feel something different, but then the next day I'd feel more depressed and more anxious. And that's because that's what alcohol does. And this is not to, if you're like, yeah, but I really enjoy having a glass of wine or I really enjoy that beer or whatever your relationship to it is. It's not here. I'm not here to share this to judge or shame anyone. It's just that invitation to explore that relationship in And right now at this point in time, I don't want a relationship with alcohol and that feels really good. And with my birthday coming up this week, it was one of those like social moments and Daniel's brother and his partner in town. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, well, I, you know, maybe I could make margaritas or I could have a nice beer. And I sat with that and my intuition and my body were like, no, we don't need that right now. It doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't sound appealing. So I've gone three months without having a single drink and I, we're going to continue that because that's what feels good right now. I don't need to 
I, until that message comes through, I don't need to explore it in any other way. And that feels really, really good. I'd also like to take a moment here before we begin this episode. I mean, we're already in it, but I just want to take a moment because also this week we lost my, my Nana this week to her battle with multiple myeloma. Um, and she was 75, and I just want to celebrate her life and the impact that she made. And I feel really grateful because this was something that we knew was coming. We knew this was going to be our last week with her. And although I wasn't able to physically be there in Phoenix with everyone, I did get to say goodbye to her personally. We all did. And, and not a lot of people get that. Not a lot of people get to say goodbye to someone that they love and there's also this sense of relief in knowing that this person isn't suffering anymore, that their soul is at peace. They're not in physical pain. This physical body was bringing so much pain and so much sickness for a few years and nobody deserves to live like that. And and she was released of this physical form this week and her soul is at peace. And it brings me peace knowing that one, I got to communicate with her physically here one last time and two I do have a belief that there is something far beyond our human experience and that she is very much here with me with us with all of our souls are are there's so much more than this this one experience right that's what I believe and it's I just want to celebrate the woman that she was and my Nana and I had this really special bond that I know I've kind of talked about it slightly before, but when I had walked away from farming, and I was 23 at the time, and that was my identity was tied to that. That was my job. I That was the partnership I was in. That was the home I was living in. I had no money to my name, and I had all these animals, and I had nowhere to go. And I remember, I remember this moment so vividly, and that was what, eight years ago? just being in that house that I was in, in Arizona, and the partnership had ended, and I was really unhappy in the house, and I knew I needed to leave the space, and so I was in the closet, and I had just broken down and hit one of those, like, rock bottom moments, and I called her for help because I didn't know where to go, and I, I that's what I told her. I was like, I didn't know where to go or what to do, and all without even, without even, a second to think about it my nana immediately said just take the animals take your stuff and come live with me and it was no hesitation and we weren't not close before then but it was us living together for that period of time we really developed such a, a closer relationship and bond to each other and she really made me feel so seen and she was so supportive and I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I'll always be so grateful and much more than just my own experience with her, just getting to hear about everyone coming to see her and say goodbye. It was just a testament to the impact that she's had on our family. And she was such a matriarch and her sisters and her nieces and nephews and so many, my cousins and my, my family members all went to see her and be with her. And I will be so, I'm so grateful that we had the space to be able to to do that and although I'm not there physically I know that I'm there in soul and love and she knows that I'm there and and I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate the life and the impact 
that my Nana <laughs> had on this world. And I'm really, really grateful. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a week. It's been a really, it's just been a difficult week. And I mean, with death, there's still processing that's, that's going. And because I've been sick, it's like I'm trying to navigate this physical body and then process the emotions of losing someone that I love. And, and all. Ugh, it's just been like, it's just been a heavy week. <laughs> I, I have no other explanation than like, oh my gosh, it's been a heavy week. So in case you've had a heavy week too, you're not alone. And we're just holding space for it here today. Also, this week was the fourth and final week of the Intentional Income 3.0 journey with 20 intentional entrepreneurs. Over the past four weeks, it was a a group that I facilitated. Like, truly, it's so important for me to talk about this because I'm so blown away that although I feel in so many things that I create that I'm just here to facilitate. I'm here to bring people together, but it is not up to me to to do anything other than that. And of course, there's weekly modules and we go through so many different beautiful teachings, really, really, really focusing on this new paradigm of marketing and small business owning and creative passive income for ourselves and creating the freedom to step away from social media all the time and creating and building businesses that honor us and honor our natural energies and not this place of do, 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 should, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Like you don't have to do that in order to be successful, in order to be profitable. You don't. You truly don't. You truly, truly don't. And to be able to bring together a group of 20 intentional entrepreneurs who are wanting to bring this to life, wanting to be a part of this new wave of in of entrepreneurship was so incredible and beyond that to see the connections and the community and the support and the resources and celebrating one another and creating a safe space to have hard conversations and questions and ask silly questions and ask questions that we can't ask our friends and it felt so good and it's always so bittersweet and if you're listening and you're part of the group I'm just I have so much love for you and thank you for being in community with me because it's, I'm always a little speechless at the end of I'm, I can't believe I got to be a part of that. I can't believe I got to be in community with you. I can't believe I got to witness that. And afterwards, I always have this energy, not always, not always, <laughs> but when I create something out of complete alignment of this is what I'm meant to be doing, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and create that, I have this burst of energy of of wanting to bring it to life again, of like, oh, I would love to do a 4.0 and take more entrepreneurs to this journey. Wow, like just on that high. But I had to take a pause and this week and process as we ha- after we had our live call of, no, it's actually time for me to take this like sacred pause to digest everything that we just went through. Because as a teacher and a facilitator, you are going through a journey with your students. It's not, I just, I don't subscribe to the belief that anyone, no matter what you're paying them, no matter how you see them, nobody is on this platform above you. We are in this human experience side by side with one. There's no teacher or healer or expert that that is better than you that is on this higher platform. No matter what society or conditioning tries to make you believe, that's not true. We are in community together side by side. And those are the containers that I create it's so important for me to create those containers because gone are the days of having these of these programs or self-care practices where we feel enmeshed 
with the person teaching and leading and not empowered. And it's a phrase I say often, empower, empowerment versus enmeshment. And there's a few different places that I want people to take inventory. If you are someone who is learning from anyone else in any capacity, maybe it's not even wellness and spirituality, maybe it's something completely different, but taking inventory of, is this person who's teaching or leading or guiding me Allowing me to feel empowered, allowing me to feel like I can trust myself, allowing me to feel like I have the answers. Is that what they're teaching or are they teaching from a place of enmeshment that I have to continue buying from them, that I need them, that without them I can't do this, that that I'm, I'm supposed to, they're holding me accountable by checking with them all the time and there's that place of inventory because I see both ends and for a really long time in the wellness industry it was a lot of enmeshment that 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 it was that power struggle of I'm up here you're down here and you need me you need me and you need me every single day and if you don't do this thing every single day then you won't be x y and z you won't be all of these you won't have money you won't have love you won't have all of these things that I'm promising you and on the flip side if you are someone who teaches or is a healer or no matter what you do, and even in your relationships, am I, when I'm giving advice, when I'm taught in my partnership, in my friendships, in my career, is this creating empowerment for the other person or is this creating an enmeshed relationship where they don't feel like they can trust themselves? Am I leading them away from themselves or am I creating a space where someone is, is maybe having to do a bit more work, but that's because they have to They have to come to that answer on their own. They have to find that answer on their own. They have to feel empowered on their own. No one can gift you empowerment. That comes from yourself. That doesn't come from the external world. The external success doesn't validate how empowered you are. You develop that empowerment. You develop that self-trust. You you do. You do. And so when you, no matter what end of the spectrum, whether you're purchasing or whether you are the teacher, Again, in so many different aspects of our life, it's, is this empowerment or is this enmeshment? And it's a question that I really, 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 really make it important in everything that I create, even here in this space, even with a podcast. I am in conversation with you. I am not talking down to you. I am talking side by side with you and looking at the things that you're subscribing to. The information that you're taking in, the podcast you're listening to, whatever it is in so many different aspects of our life is, is this thing making me feel empowered or is it making me feel enmeshed? And that can look different for each one of us because I know I've witnessed, for me, it's pretty easy to witness when something or someone has codependency tendencies, codependency tendencies, wow, (laughs) wow, wow. But that comes easier to me because I'm so opposite of, of codependence. Like I am very autonomous. I very much, I'm just very much the lone wolf. And so I, for me, I can sniff out codependency. I can feel it. I can see it from a mile away. That's not to say that I haven't been in friendships or relationships where there's been codependency because there definitely has. And I had to go through those and get burned pretty bad and burn the other person to learn that that's not that is not the friendship, that is not the relationship, that is not the any the business, that is not what I'm here to do, that is not what I want to create more of, that's not what I want to participate in. I want this to feel reciprocal. I want this to be an energetic equal exchange no matter what we're looking at. 
The ways that I see it most prevalent in business, so if we're talking about it through a business perspective, if you are someone who is an intentional entrepreneur, is one, this feeling of having to overgive value to prove something. So you create a course, you create an offering, you create whatever it is and feeling like you have to prove the value. Like here's the proof of the value. You're getting all of these things. Here is the proof and giving, 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 making it super customized and super personalized. And it's not an equal energetic exchange financially. So you always feel a little bit burnt out by creating this thing. No matter what that thing is, it's just not an equal exchange for you because you're trying to overcompensate for for the value, that you don't see the value within yourself. And so you're trying to overcompensate with, here's the proof, here it is, here's all this proof, here's all the things that you get. And that's something that I've absolutely done on my journey of, especially when you're first getting started and the markets are saturated and we have all of these voices in our head of what success looks like and the roadmap to getting there and what you should do. And instead you're creating more work for yourself and you're creating you could perhaps be creating a more enmeshed situation where this person is dependent on you instead of creating tools that support them to to guide them and and kind of have this self-reflective journey, right? So they kind of come to those things, some of those things on their own. And the other place that I can see it, which is business and both personal, is boundaries and, and keeping, holding our boundaries for ourselves and communicating them or just energetically upholding them and Perhaps that's not only telling someone what they can't do, but what they can do as well, what what both sides of those boundaries include. And that was something that was prevalent this week in some of the entrepreneurs that I was working with is that they were having an issue with boundaries, with specifically with friends coming in and kind of wanting their energy, wanting to be in their aura, wanting their input, wanting their help on a consistent, more codependent basis, right? Where they didn't feel empowered to come to this information on their own, that it was pretty consistent. Instead, by having those strong boundaries of this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. And and beyond that, again, if you're an intentional entrepreneur, is I kept reminding my clients of you create offerings, not just to make money, but you create offering, offerings to support people. So it's okay to tell your friends or tell your clients or tell whoever that, I don't have the space for this conversation, but I do have an offering that would support this. And it's it was intentionally created just for this. And not in a salesy way, but in a way that a reminder, again, that you're not just creating things in this world. And this is, oh man, now we're going on a tangent about sales. This is where we're going. When you create offerings, art, jewelry, products, anything, when you create anything, from a place of love and intention, and then you feel discomfort in sharing those things, I want to reframe that sales approach of you're not creating this just to make money. That's not your sole purpose. You brought this thing to life. You created this thing to support others. You created this thing to make change in the industry that you saw. You created this thing to make an impact, to have an impact, right? Be proud of what you're doing and stand in that and and speak with such confidence about that because that's why you created that, that thing. So there's no shame and guilt in talking about your offerings or your products because it's not this sleazy sales. This, this is about you created from a place of intention and you're here to make an impact. So you better damn well stand 
in that impact. If you want to create impact, you got to speak about the impact that you're here to create. You got to take action on the impact that you're here to create. And it's far beyond just birthing the thing into the world. That's one part of it. But it's also strongly standing in the fact that you are allowed to take up space to talk about the thing that you are here to make impact with. You are allowed. You have permission to take up that space. You have full permission to be seen. You have full permission to talk. You have full permission. Full permission. <laughs> that's what this, that was like. That's, that was what was supposed to come through. There's sometimes where I sit down and I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to share. I kind of have a theme. I don't have, I also, let's just share it behind the scenes. I don't do a podcast outline. Uh, sometimes if there's certain things that I want to make sure that I talk about and don't forget, I'll, I'll have a little Google Doc and I'll make sure those are on there. But for the most part, this is a stream of consciousness. There's very little editing done. There's very little stopping and starting unless one of the dogs is in the background or I'm crying about the pigs or I'm <laughs> whatever it may be. It's, I love getting to share behind the scenes because we all do things so differently. And, and it's really important for me for this space to feel authentic. And that means very little editing. That means very little planning. That means speaking from the heart. That means giving myself the space to allow whatever message is supposed to come through to come through. And that can be unconventional. That can be illogical. That can be, oh my goodness. And that's another key takeaway that I have after every intentional income program. This one specifically. So the first two versions that I taught were very algorithm-based this is what's trending. This is what the world wants to see. So let's cater to that. And I don't subscribe to that anymore. I am not about making you fit into this box of business and marketing. I am about let's take business and marketing and fit it to you and personalize it to you and customize it to you. And you can still, there's like this, this, I, I just, if you haven't experienced it yet, I just want to remind you and tell you, because you know this, I'm just here to remind you that you can do it your way and still be profitable. You can do it your way and there's longevity in your business. It's sustainable, that it's successful, that you feel fulfilled, that you can make money and feel fulfilled at the same time. And this last round of intentional income, getting to teach it from a place of, yes, these are the systems. These are how you build the systems to support you, these passive portals of income. Here are the systems because my expertise is not in energetics or human design or gene keys. It's just not my expertise. And I'm fully accepting of that. But what my expertise is, is taking the systems like Pinterest marketing, email marketing, SEO, website design, uh, like platforms, apps, like my brain loves those building, loves all of, it, it just, it comes easy to me. It's the thing that I can hammer out really easily that I really enjoy, that I'm really lit up about, that comes pretty natural to me. And so instead, I can come here and say, this is what, this, this is who you are. And not I say, you come in and say, <laughs> you come in and say, this is who I am. This is my natural energy. This is what lights me up. This is the impact that I want to make. And I get to say, these are the apps and the platforms and the way to build it to support that. Because there's so, there's so many different ways to build your roadmap to success. You do not feel like there is just one way. There's just one roadmap because that is a false narrative. It is completely, completely false. And getting to engage in a space and teach from a space of these things are here to support you. They're not here to stop you. They're not here to overwhelm you and stop you from ever taking action. They're not here to tell you this is, I'm just so tired of this list and rules of how we're supposed to show up on social media that we put on ourselves. I'm so tired of this list and rules of how we're supposed to build out our offerings or community. It's just, 
it's it, it's already being shed. I can see it. I'm seeing it personally in my peers, in in people that are side by side with me, people that are coming to work with me. It's starting to happen. And it feels scary to step into when you don't see a lot of other people doing it. And this was the point I was at last year when I kept telling myself, I just want someone else to figure it out. I just want someone else to figure it out. I was burning myself out day in and day out, being on Instagram, that being my only source of income. If I wasn't showing up, I wasn't making money. I knew there had to be another option and I wanted somebody else to figure it out and instead I said no 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 (laughs) no 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 it's instead for me to figure out how I can do that so I'm going to step away from the thing that's bringing in all of my money for three months completely and then the next three months just here and there And really, really, really dive into how can I build this business up to support me so I'm not constantly having to show up. And I created that for myself and that feels scary. It is not to bypass or negate how scary that is and how I had to budget again and all of those things come up. And this this new way of having our businesses, this new way of having these conversations to laying down boundaries, I think the point that I'm trying to make here at the root of it all is these things can feel a bit uncomfortable. They can bring discomfort. They can be a little bit scary when we don't feel like we're seeing a lot of people doing it, which is always my roadmap. That's always my indicator. If something comes through to me and I don't see a ton of other people doing it, that's my indicator that I'm supposed to be doing it that I'm supposed to be a part of it. Instead of wishing for this change, wishing for social media to change, wishing for podcasts to change and be more authentic, it's like, well, then why don't you create an authentic podcast, Caitlin? (laughs) Why don't, if you're going to do this podcast, you do it as authentically and raw as possible. Same goes for social media. Why don't you show up, Caitlin, in a way that feels best to you? That doesn't matter what the engagement is. It doesn't matter how little likes you're getting. It doesn't matter how little blah, 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 blah. (laughs) That in spite of that, you can still have success. In spite of all of those rules, you can still have success. And if you want to see the change, you have to start with yourself. You can't keep waiting for everyone else to change the industry you're in or the platform you're partaking in or the way you do business. You can't expect everyone else to figure it out for you. And that's empowering. That is empowering. That is liberating. When we free ourselves from the narrative that everyone else, we're waiting for everyone else to figure it out. And it's also unfamiliar and new, but it's truly, when I looked at that as empowering, I'm carving this new path and I can teach from this place. Once I've gone down this road, I can teach from this place and tell you what I've learned. I'm not telling you what the path is. I'm telling you, This is what I've learned along the way. Take what you want, take what resonates, and leave the rest. Everything I say is not meant for you. There's going to be bits and pieces. The way the next podcast you listen to, the way the next (laughs) Instagram live you watch, that's, it's so important to go in with this mind of not everything that's spoken here is meant for me, that I'm only supposed to take what really lands with me and resonates and I leave the rest because the thing that I just left on the ground, someone else is coming up behind me and that's the thing that they're picking up. Instead of completely disagreeing with someone, we can just say, oh, that one resonates. Oh, what they said right there, that resonates for me, but that other part didn't really land with me. And that's fine. There's nothing more than that. (sighs) Okay. Nova is officially snoring. I feel like my stream of consciousness has officially come to an end. (laughs) Thank you for being here on this journey with me, this windy road of intentional conversation. And again, I just invite you to, if you feel inspired at all, to continue the conversation with me. 
via DM over on Instagram at Caitlin Curiosity. That's generally my favorite place to connect. You can always send me an email as well. If you do take a second to make this an equal exchange and leave a review, a rating for the podcast, take a screenshot and email it to me. Hello at CaitlinCuriosity.com and I will gift you the Coffee Tonics and Herbal Powders Workshop. You will be a part of the chamomile coffee community and it's just so appreciated to have this equal exchange. It's It means so much. It helps out every small creator like myself. So far beyond me, just that invitation to if something is speaking to you to just to just give it an equal energetic exchange. It takes two seconds. So I <laughs> I have nothing more. My brain is down. This heat wave is down. We're hitting the hottest part of the day at the part that I'm recording. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you next week.